Hey, dealmakers, and welcome to the show where it's all about financial freedom with real estate. I'm your host, Garrett Lynch, and as always, let's get ready to own it. You're listening to the Financial Freedom with Real Estate Investing podcast, hosted by Garrett Lynch and Michael Blanc, where we talk all about how you can achieve financial independence through apartment building investing. Whether you're just starting out or you want to scale your syndication business, this is the show for you. Now, if you weren't able to join us for DealMaker Live in Dallas, you missed out on some great conversation. Today, we want to share some of that information with you and present one of the talks from DML 2023. In this presentation, Matt King shares some wisdom about the importance of your tribe and sphere of influence. But before we get into that, I wanted to shout out Alan Wilt with Apple Podcasts. He said he's been a listener for years now while on active duty in the Marines. He said, I listen to Michael and Garrett while I run, drive, and during downtime at work while cleaning the house, get amazing insight from many professionals so much that I've even taken notes with pen and paper because the info was so helpful. If you guys love the podcast and found this information helpful, please leave us a starred review and we might shout you out on this show. Quick success highlight here. John McFreddy just closed an 18-unit deal valued at $9,250,000 in Des Moines, Iowa. And if you guys want to learn how to do your own deals, reach out to us at themichaelblock.com slash mentor to get involved with some of our mentors that can help you level up and get your apartment deal done. In addition, if you don't want to do your own deal and you want to just partner with the pros, the AKA us, you can literally partner with myself, Michael, and our other partner, Drew Niffin. Reach out to us at nighthawkequity.com. Click the join button, schedule a call, see if it's a fit for you to invest passively alongside the pros. Matt King is the CEO of GoBundance, a high-level mastermind group and supportive tribe for successful men and women who want to grab life big. GoBundance is where you're able to share all your successes, struggles, ambitions, and failures without being judged. It's a framework to strengthen your journey in becoming a better man, husband, father, friend, and entrepreneur. Place men come together to live epic lives. Matt leads by example and dedicates himself to providing as much value to the members as possible. Listen in to learn how to build a powerful sphere of influence by connecting with like-minded, high-integrity, and community-minded leaders. Let's get into the show with Matt King. Look, I'm grateful to be with you all today. I'm honored that Michael and Dealmaker have asked me to be here. The first thing I want to applaud is how many of you have seen the Blanc family everywhere this week? Kids behind cameras, kids behind the registration table. When you talk about the power of tribe, the fact that Michael and his wife have put their children in an environment like this is freaking incredible. Like we need to give them a huge round of applause. I was actually standing back there and I texted my mom and said, what's wrong with you? Why didn't you bring me to events as a kid? Like, damn, I'd be so much further ahead. So I'm, I'm a small town kid from Wisconsin, born and raised by two amazing middle-class, awesome, hardworking people. Dad's about to retire in September after 38 years with the same company. I had this entrepreneurial bug growing up. I got lucky and worked in a country club cleaning shoes. So I got to hear all these stories of how to make money. And one day a guy comes up to me and says, you know, there's a million ways to make a million dollars. And you know, I'm 19 years old and I'm thinking like, be a doctor, be a lawyer, play professional sports. That's out. I'm five, six. So like I'm going through it. I'm like, maybe there's 15, 20. So there's a million ways to make a million dollars. 
I'm like, all right, tell me about it. He said, I'm a small Jewish guy from Wisconsin. I came up with a hair care product that happened to be picked up by Walmart and has gone viral for African-American folks. Never did I set out to do that. I was like, holy shit, million ways to make a million dollars. Wrote that down immediately. Went and worked for one of these guys from the country club. Learned that you could make a million dollars printing t-shirts, making vinyl signs. I was like, okay, well, I could buy a t-shirt press. I could start doing this. I can throw some ink on a shirt and this will be pretty cool. Second year of college, I'm standing there printing t-shirts in the top of a church in an office I had rented. It came down to, do I pay $3,000 for that test or do I pay, make $3,000 printing the t-shirts for that run walk? I decided to print the t-shirts, dropped out of college. Mom thought I was crazy. Dad thought I was crazy. Grandma still thinks I'm crazy. But I made a choice for me. I was surrounded by people that showed me there was an opportunity different than I was aware of that could help me change my destiny. I decided that my life, this car I was driving, I had to take mom and dad, put them in the trunk so I couldn't have any backseat drivers, and I had to continue to blaze the path forward that I wanted to. When I was 23 years old, I was sitting in the back of a room at a training bike with a guy named David Osborne, whose family office I'm fortunate enough to run today, nine figures net worth, incredible human being, married my wife and I, his, him and his wife were the first people to meet my children with my wife. And I'm in this training. I didn't know who this David Osborne guy was, right? Nerdy guy, kind of glasses, belt tucked in, purple journal tucked into the back of his pants. And I'm thinking like, man, I dropped out of school for a reason. The same thing you guys are doing, right? You're sitting here learning. You're trying to grow. But I'm like, man, I'm going to be committed to growth. I'm going to hear if there's a message I have to share. He starts talking about goal setting. How many of you are goal setters in here? It's pretty good. I'm like, yeah, I'm a goal setter, man. I played soccer. I wrestled growing up, lost some state tournaments, won a state tournament as a, as a wrestler. Like, I know about goals. He's like, you got to write your goals down. I'm like, dude, you don't have to write them down. You just got to know it in your head. All of a sudden, he puts on the screen a vision board. He's like, this is my vision board. And it's this cute little Disney map. I'm like, well, that's really cool. But like, I'm not artistic. I'm not going to do that. Private airplane flying over Lake Austin, family standing on a beautiful lake house in Austin, boat ripping through the water, real estate everywhere, businesses everywhere in this beautiful artistic rendering. And he goes, this was my vision board. And the guy in the back goes, wait, time out. Why was it your vision board? He's like, all this shit has come true. So my wife's doing a new one. I'm like, order purple journal, have a vision for my life, set goals, <laughs> right? Like immediately, immediately. So one of the exercises that we went through that day was this chart. How many of you have seen a chart like this? How many of you heard of a guy by the name of Gary Keller? So he has this concept called empire expanders. Every single one of you in this room should have five empires inside, five empire expanders inside of your empire. How many of you think of your world and your financial balance sheet personally as an empire? Boom, today's the day to start if you're not. Like you gotta have that energy around your balance sheet. I'm fortunate enough to have one of my empire expanders, Holly, in the room today. Like, I want people in my life that help me grow, that push me, that kick me in the butt and say, get out there and make things happen. So on this chart, I would like all of you to put your name, draw this on your piece of paper, put your name at the top. Bart, that's you. Put your name up there. Who's underneath you? If you don't have an empire yet, you haven't thought of your world as an empire, put beneath you the people you spend the most time with. How many of you have five? That's awesome. If you don't have five, the people you spend the most time with, I want you to write them down. Next to their name, I want you to write what you think their income is. Guess, if you don't know. If I was smart enough and didn't drop out of college, I'd probably know what the US median income was and I could rattle that fact off, but I don't know it, so look it up. If you don't know, just put the median. Next to the income, put what you think their body fat percentage is. For those of you curious, this is 18.7 on the DEXA scan. 
18.7. Man, I was like, holy shit, that's a lot. I thought it would be better than that. Okay, so what do you think their body fat is? Now, an exercise you can do later is add up all the weights, add up all the incomes, divide it by five and figure out what the average is. And the challenge I have for you is to look in the mirror and see how close you are personally to that average. If you show me the people you spend the most time with, if you show me your tribe, I can show you your future. Guaranteed. No question about it. So this is an exercise you can do with your team. This is an exercise you should be doing with yourself. This is an exercise I tried to do with my wife, but it has not worked at all. But this is something I do on a quarterly basis is I audit the five people I'm spending the most time with. I'm looking at what their health is. I'm looking at what their financials are. And then I'm looking in the mirror and going, I am becoming that or I am not. And then I make the decisions to put people in the trunk of my car if I have to. If it's mom and dad, love them to death, but it's mom and dad, right? I'm fortunate enough through this exercise when I was 23 years old to take my net worth from negative 30,000 to over 4.5 million. Not because I'm some guru that can launch rockets to space like Elon Musk, but because I got really freaking intentional with the people I spend time with. Those friends from back home, I love them to death. Sorry, I don't want that life. I will choose to spend a very little amount of time with them. I will choose to remove myself from the group chatter, silence the notifications, not because I'm better than them, but because I know I will become them if I am not careful. How many of you have people in your life right now that you know you have to have a hard conversation with that are probably holding you back? I bet it's way more than that. Like when I think of this exercise, I think of myself laying in a casket. The first thing I think of is if somebody puts me in a suit, I'm going to roll out of that casket and drag their ass in there with me. Like I want to be in jeans and a t-shirt. I want to be my authentic version of me. And then I think, who are the five people that are carrying that casket? What do they look like? Am I showing up in the world the way I would want them to show up when they're carrying my casket, looking my kids in the eye? Hopefully looking my life in the eye because I, I, I don't want to outlive her. I don't think I can deal with that, right? So who are the people that will carry your casket? And are you okay with becoming them? And if you're not, get in rooms like this and find a new five. Find a new one. Find a new two. Guess what? Some of the people that are in my five are my coaches. I pay for their freaking proximity. It's okay. It's okay to pay for proximity. It's okay to pay for education. It's okay to pay for training, right? I just launched an inner circle because a lot of people have been reaching out to me for coaching. And as much as I love pouring into people, I have a mission statement for my life that makes sure I protect my time and my energy. So we launched an inner circle where I have 20 people that I'm taking through a process of pouring into, but I'm protecting my time so that I don't become them. I want them to help become me, but I don't want to be getting dragged into all of their drama and gossip. I want to help them navigate their obstacles, but I don't want to become them. There's this saying, if you're an eagle and you're soaring and you're looking around, what are you probably seeing? Other eagles, right? If you see a pigeon, you probably aren't an eagle. Like, there's no pigeons flying up with the eagles, I don't think, <laughs> right? So you need to make sure if you want to be an eagle, if you want to soar, that you surround yourself with other eagles. If you get down to the level of the pigeons, guess what you're going to become? A pigeon. And that's not a negative for the pigeon. If the pigeon wants to be a pigeon, that's their choice. No disrespect, no judgment, that's you. But I have the power to choose for me and to choose for my life. I have the power to pick my tribe. I have the power to become whatever I choose to be based off the people I'm going to surround myself with, right? Like Tiger Woods isn't going out and playing golf with a bunch of 72 handicap hacks. 
Like his 14-year-old son's about to beat him. Why is his 14-year-old son about to beat him? Because his 14-year-old son hung out with Tiger Woods, Justin Thomas, Ricky Fowler. Like he's hanging out with Eagles, so he will become an Eagle. Now, will his mindset be strong enough to go to the PGA Tour? I mean, probably. But now that's the game he's got to play. But his game is already at the level of an Eagle because he's been fortunate enough to be in that situation. You guys have the opportunity to put your kids, like the Blancs incredibly are doing, in a room with eagles and teaching them how to soar. You guys have the ability to put your significant other in a room with eagles and teaching them how to soar. You guys have the ability to reach down to mom and dad like I've done and said, y'all are pigeons, I love you to death, come be an eagle, let me show you what this life is like. You have the opportunity to choose who you're going to spend your time with, and if you want to reach down at times and bring people up with you, by all means, that's something you have to choose. So there's this concept of a hot air balloon, right? Our lives are hot air balloons. What holds down a hot air balloon? Weights, right? Strings and weights. The people you choose can be strings and weights for your hot air balloon. Now they can also be the fire that beautifully lifted that hot air balloon into the air. But if we're not careful, they will be the strings and weights that hold us back. And cutting those strings is freaking hard, I promise. It's not easy. But when you do, as you start to soar, the world is magical. So you guys are going to have to choose, am I spending time with people I am okay becoming? Or do I need to pick a different tribe, a different peer group? And I think a lot of people have this sense, like I run GoBundance, an incredible organization with hard-charging entrepreneurs, both men and women, that are out to blaze paths unbelievably. But like membership can be $12,000 a year, 20,000 bucks a year. People look at that and go like, holy cow, that's a lot of dough. I don't know that I wanna stroke that check. My inner circle is 600 bucks for three months. There's people that are willing to pour into you for nothing through YouTube, through podcasts. Like if I was early on my journey, like Elon Musk might be one of my five and the way I spend time with him is I put him in my ears and I listen to him yap all day. Like if I listen to him, I will start to speak like him. I've spent nine years flying side by side with this incredible man named David Osborne. I can now think like him, talk like him, write like him, have the beliefs like him, and I'm trying to live a lifestyle like him. Now, I've got a long way to go, but I know that if I spend enough time with him, I will become that. And then I have this incredible power. I have this ability to choose what part of him I'm okay with and what part of him I want to leave. A lot of us have this tendency to look into life and pick one mentor. Like, oh my gosh, I look up to Elon Musk. Or I look up to Tiger Woods, great example, I look up to Tiger Woods. You know, Tiger Woods went through a couple scandals and I was still a Tiger Woods fan. And people were like, how could you be a Tiger Woods fan after what he did to his wife? I was like, if I looked up to Tiger Woods as a husband, I would be screwed. I have no idea who he is as a husband. I will never know who he is as a husband. And that's not why I idolized Tiger Woods. I idolized him for his mindset, his ability to shut out all of the noise and go out and win a tournament to figure out what his mission and purpose was in life and to go out and win it. So I will always idolize him for that. He's probably the best to ever do that. Like, I mean, if your dad at five years old is shaking coins in his pocket while you're trying to putt to make you mentally strong, like you probably are gonna be pretty strong. That's why I idolize him. But I'm not gonna idolize him as a father. He might be a great one, but I don't know. So who am I to choose that for my father idol? I'm not gonna idol him as a husband. I don't know any of those facts, but the news did a great job of telling me, like, not the husband I want to be. But I'll tell you what, man, like, my father-in-law worked at the same company for 42 years. 
He is a, I call him the Bushlight billionaire. He drinks Bushlight out of a can on the weekends. They paid off their house. They've got millions in savings and he wears a sweatshirt. The way that he is present to my wife, his only child, that is the father I want to be. I've seen it. I've felt it. I've watched the fruits of it. And now I can idolize him for being, being a father. But he's a mechanic for the bus company, so I'm certainly not going to idolize him for his career because I can barely pick up a hammer. Right? So you guys, as you surround yourself with people, have to decide what parts of them you want to take and what parts of them you're going to leave. That's your choice. How many of you heard of this theory called Metcalf's Law? Okay, Metcalf's Law says that the value of a network is in proportional to the square of the number of its users. For a kid who dropped out of college, you're like, very cool, what the F does that mean? Right? Let's think about this. You're two people in this room. What's your name, ma'am? Paisley. Okay, so Paisley is here with Mario. Two people, one connection. Two probably incredible humans, only two people inside of the network. Strong, probably, but not as strong as if we had you, ma'am, right? Now we have three people, three connections. But look what happens when we add a fourth. Now things start to get really strong. And when we add a fifth, and when we add all the way up to 12. So when you guys look around this room at DealMaker, this is the power of a network. You guys are way more than 12 nodes. If I was really smart, I would have calculated 475 times 475 to figure out how many networks how many connections there are inside of this room? One of you stumbles on a $155 million deal tomorrow. You should be able to reach out to this network. Be, amongst all of you should be able to figure out a way to do a, a syndication of some sort. Pull all of your capital sources together and go take advantage of that opportunity. That is the power of DealMaker. That is the power of what Michael Blanc has done. That is the power of GoBundance. That is the power of my inner circle. That is the power of the people you choose to have inside of your network. And watch what happens. If you think of this as your net worth, how many of you would be opposed to this being your net worth graph? How many would you be opposed to this being your income graph? And hopefully you'd all be opposed to this being your waist size. Like, we're good. We'll go the opposite way, right? But if you think about that, if you are here and you say, I am going to leave with five of the best intentional connections I could possibly make that will change my destiny forever, what would your life look like in five years? It would look very different than you can imagine, I promise. And the reason I know that is last night I was talking to my inner circle and I was sharing this thing with, about a five-year vision. Talked about that with David, right? How many of you have a five-year vision for your life? Okay, first homework assignment for everybody in this room is have a vision for your life. If you do not, the first person you meet every day will give you theirs. And if you bump into me in the hallway, I will give you mine. Like, I am crystal clear on where I am going. I read my five-year vision to the, to the group last night. It's a freaking compelling story. Like, my wife, I give her age. My daughter, I give her age. My son, I give his age. I talk about her income. I talk about my handicap for golf. I talk about the chicken coop in the backyard. I talk about the gym, which we actually happen to just build. Like, I get so freaking compelling and excited about my vision that I will read it every single day. Hey, I want to tell you about our mentoring program because I'm just excited at what our students' results are. We have students routinely do their first deal because they're working 
with a full-time syndicator. And that mentor is helping them do their first deal faster. That first deal is a lot bigger than if they did it without a mentor. And they avoid some of the biggest mistakes that can simply make you want to quit out of the business. So if that's interesting to you, if you value mentorship, check out our mentoring program. It's at themichaelblanc.com forward slash mentor. You can schedule a call with us and see if mentoring is right for you. And uh, we look forward to having a conversation. So when you have a five-year vision that's compelling for your life, read it once a week, read it twice a month, whatever that looks like. But having this vision forced me to go back to 2017. I happen to keep all of my visions in my notes thing on my iPhone because I want to be able to reference them. I print them all, put them in my journal too, but I, I want to be able to reference them. I went back into that, sorry, it was 2019, 2019. It said the year is 2024. My income is 1.2 million and my net worth is 4 million. I looked at my thing, I looked at my mirror and I said, holy shit, the year is 2023. My income will be more than 2 million. My net worth's already greater than 4.7. Wow. If you would have told Matt King in 2019, that's what your life would be like, I would have laughed in your face and said, if I win the lottery, maybe. But instead, I chose, we talk about mindset, I chose to put the power of my subconscious mind to work for me to go work on my life for me. I picked the people in my tribe, I put them around me, I watched what they did, and I allowed the great forces of nature to work in my aid. And guess what? Those forces work way freaking harder than I can. And I guarantee I'll outwork anybody. Those freaking forces do not need days off. They don't take holidays. They don't get COVID. Moms don't pass away. They don't need anything. They will work for you 24-7. You have to put those to work for you. Then we start to think about this concept. So you have existing habits. How many of you have existing habits? They're hard, right? They're uphill battles. You get to the top, but you're fucking exhausted. Now all of a sudden you change your goals and your actions, life becomes a little easier. Then you find coaches and mentors and watch how far you can go. Now the thing we don't touch on here is the power behind the coaches and mentors. The thing that will get you to that abundant life faster than anything is a peer group. The peer group is the most important thing. So everybody in this room has existing habits. How many of you woke up this morning and went to the gym? How many of you went to the gym before five o'clock? Guys must have beat me there because I didn't see either of you there. So we've got to have really strong habits. How many of you brush your teeth every day? Yeah, right? How many of you watched the NBA finals last night instead of reading a book? Right? How many of you sat at the bar chit-chatting rather than going and journaling about what you learned and picking one action item from each speaker and implementing it into your life tomorrow? We all have habits. Once we choose to change those habits, we need a peer group to kick us in the butt and push us to the next level. We need a friend that's going to call us and be like, hey, Matt, you told me you were going to work out this morning at 4.30 a.m. What are you doing? Man, I'm still in bed. Well, look, do you want to do what you say or do you want to be a fraud just like everybody else in the world? Like you choose, it's okay. But then don't stand on stage and say, I have this vision for my life. I'm going to take the next level. So my biggest encouragement to each of you before we do a little Q&A, and one of the things I should have said at the beginning is like, how many of you want to sit in this room for 30 minutes longer than you have to today? Yeah. So my goal was to finish fast. I've gone as fast as I can so we can try to get you back on schedule and try to get you out of this room on time because... I know what it's like being in y'all's seat and I don't do well with it. So my one, my one encouragement to all of you is set some goals, track your habits, have a compelling vision for your life, 
and share it with five people who will hold you accountable to doing what you said you want to do. Not people that are going to be there to say like, I totally understand you no longer want to run the marathon. It's hard. It's okay, dude. Let's go grab a beer. Because there are plenty of those in life. But somebody that's going to look at you and go like, I totally understand you're not going to run the marathon anymore. What happened? I broke my ankle. Great. Don't, don't run the marathon. Here's an example for you. I set goals every year that scare me. And actually, like, I should have also started with this, that little goofy picture of me with this suit. And we own a private equity firm. And I had to wear that little monkey suit in order for our headshots on the website, which like makes me sick to my stomach and violates everything I believe in as a human because I don't, I'm not that person. And so the picture we had up there originally was me riding a bull. In 2021, I set a goal to ride a bull. How many of you would ride a bull? It's pretty awesome. You guys should do it. It's incredible. Why did I want to ride a bull? Because when life gets scary, when I'm looking at that $10 million multifamily deal, when I'm looking at that first $100 million multifamily deal, I am going to be nervous. I'm going to be scared. When you sit on the back of a 2,000-pound animal and you feel its heartbeat between your legs, I'm telling you right now, it is scary. But it's not nearly as, I mean, making, making this stage doesn't seem nearly as bad now. Because that bull wanted to kill me. I don't think any of y'all want to kill me yet. You don't know me well enough. But that bull wanted me off its back and it wasn't going to stop until it got me off its back. I happened to do that in December, December 30th of 2021. I had already had my 2022 goal set because I have this delusional belief that if I start my 2023 in December of 2022, I have 13 months to y'all's 12 months and I will win every single time. Now, the problem is, is if you start every December, you still only have 12 months, but I'll tell you what, December 1st comes, I am confident as hell, like I got 13 months and y'all got 12. So I already knew what my 2022 goals were. I had already had them set, 75 CrossFits. I had already had that envisioned. I wanted to get back into competition. I wanted to get really competitive and I wanted to do CrossFit. Got thrown off to the bowl, thrown into the fence. We never really talked about how to get off a bowl, which there's a technique there. And I afterwards said, why didn't y'all teach me? And they said, well, we've never had that problem before. I got thrown into the fence, ruptured my Achilles tendon. Surgery two weeks later, six weeks post-op at physical therapy, I ruptured my Achilles tendon again. CrossFit is no longer in the cards for me. If I rupture my Achilles tendon again, I'm getting a cadaver. I mean, there's some incredible athletes I would take their Achilles that have passed away, but I don't think you get to choose, right? So I had people in my corner that looked at my goals and said, dude, your goal was 75 CrossFit. Life no longer is going to allow you to do that. Let's audit that. Let's change that. Let's put something else on paper. They didn't look at me and say, you changed your mind. You decided that French fries and cheeseburgers were better for you. Go for it. Cross that goal out. They looked at me and said, life happened. You can no longer do that. Go ahead and change that goal. Those are the people you want in your life. Who has questions? I want to give you guys an opportunity to like interact and engage a little bit. Like I know what it's like being in y'all's shoes. I've been to way many, way too many of these things. Who has a question? Yes, ma'am. Okay, her question was, if you want to level up, if you're a pigeon, you want to get up and soar with the eagles, what value do I have? If I'm the pigeon to the eagles, right? That was your question. Do eagles need food? Do eagles need water? I don't really know the answer, but I'm sure. Do, e do eagles need things to build their nests? So the people you're trying to become need water, they need food, and they need resources. If that means you are taking an eagle, a glass of water every freaking day, and that is the way you're going to bring value to them, you bring value. Every single one of you in this room has a way to deliver value to somebody that intimidates you, scares you. Maybe you don't think you can give value to. 
every single one of you has a way to deliver value. As a matter of fact, I started working for David Osborne. I said, what am I going to do for you? I dropped out of college. He said, my world is a mushroom cloud getting ready to explode. If you're talented, you'll figure it out. And if you're not, my world won't change and you can move home. I'm like, wow. So heads you win, tails I lose. Cool. I'll play that game. He's like, watch over my shoulder and just take stuff off my plate. First week, I noticed he was always late for meetings. I said, why the heck is this guy always late for meetings? He couldn't find his work journal. He couldn't find his sunglasses. He couldn't find his keys and he couldn't find his wallet. So I was like, well, what if every day when I get here at seven o'clock, I put his work journal in his car, his keys in his car, his wallet in his car, his sunglasses in his car. I back the car up. I face it forward going out the driveway. So all he has to do is get out and jump in the car and go. It worked incredibly until I realized he just wanted to be late for meetings. <laughs> but I brought value to him by putting his shit in his car. Right? Like that was value to him. Every single one of you has a way to pour value into somebody. Whether that means cutting your neighbor's grass if they're a badass. Whether that means picking up somebody's kid if you know you want to be around them more. Every single one of you has an opportunity to bring value to people. You just have to look for what their pain points are, make notes, be aware, and then go, okay, how could I solve that for them? Hey, I noticed you always have the dry cleaning company come pick it up. I know that's $9.99. I go to the dry cleaner. Do you want me to just take your clothes with mine? Save you 10 bucks? Sure, if you don't mind. Right? So every single person has an opportunity to bring value. You just have to be a little bit creative. Every one of us in this room has a pain point that somebody else in this room can solve. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. I want to know how you managed to not get sick and make that part of your mindset. Manage to not get sick, like cold-wise, health-wise? Well, health-wise, you mentioned it. I'm not going to, but you, you can remember if you make a decision not to get sick, how did you do that? How do you realize that? in general. Thank you. Well, okay. So I do think sickness can be partially mental. I think if you really want to get into the messed up mind that I live in every single day, I think there's a reason I tore my Achilles tendon. I think God, the universe, whatever you believe in was showing me, you need to slow down. You need to value things a little bit more. You need to take care of your body. That is the temple you reside in. And we're going to you know, show you that you can overcome some adversity. Um, so I think everything happens to us for a reason. How do I avoid sickness? Well, part of it's mindset. I always tell myself I can't get sick. I can't get sick. I can't get sick. Part of it's my health regimen. I wake up every single day at 417. I'm OCD about odd numbers for some reason. I know four is an even number. Don't get me into that lecture. I've gotten in that one before. But I, I'm odd numbers. So I wake up every single day at the same time. I work out every single day, even if that means just walking my neighborhood. I'm constantly in putting good information into my mind, books, podcasts, etc. I'm taking care of my body. I'm trying to eat as healthy as I can. I'm trying to avoid the junk food that exists in the world. Now, I'm going to still live life. If my son turns two and we have cake, I'm going to have a piece of cake, but I'm not going to eat the Chick-fil-A with the cake. And then the other thing I do is I find little hacks. How many of you have heard of peptides? There's still a lot of drama about whether peptides work or not work. And I am totally in the camp of I have no freaking idea. But I will tell you the placebo effect of taking 25 units of thymulin when I travel for some reason makes me not get sick. So that's what I do. That's, that's it. And then sometimes I get sick. And when I get sick, I'm like, man, God, the universe, whatever I have is telling me, slow down, rest, take this time as an opportunity to get yourself back to where you need to be and then come out of the gate spring. How many hours a night do you sleep? Oh, man, come on. <laughs> This is my biggest weakness right now. I have two doctors I'm working with to try to cure it. 
I probably sleep four to four and a half hours a night. And if you look into anything from a longevity perspective, sleep is the number one predictor of longevity. We need seven-ish, eight-ish hours a night. I have the chili pad. I try the blue blocker glasses. I don't go on my phone. I journal before bed. I take the glutathiamine or whatever that is. I'm trying everything I can right now. But I also recognize I am in a season of my life at 33 years old where I am going to outwork anybody. And so I know that this season of life, I know I need to sleep. I know I should do better at it. But I also know I have an opportunity to make my dreams become a reality. And I'm not going to stop until I do. Who else has a question? My mom asks me all the time about sleep. All the time. Sorry, mom. Someday. Go hi. Ahead. Hi. Well, my question is about the subconscious. So when you talk about like to put the subconscious to, to work with you, what kind of activities do you do in order for the subconscious to work with you 24-7? Yeah, so I have goals. I have about 80 goals in my personal life and I have about 75 goals in my business life. I review them at a, at a minimum one time a week. So one of my goals is review my goals 50 times a year. And guess what? That's not my idea. That was David Osborne's idea. And him being my mentor told me, I've been setting goals for 25 years and the most powerful goal I have is to review my goals 50 times. Who am I to question that? So I review my goals 50 times a year at a minimum. I review my five-year vision 30 times a year at a minimum. I review my 25-year vision 20 times a year at a minimum. I am telling my life, these are your goals, this is where you're going, and this is why you're doing what you're doing weekly, essentially. And that's all I've needed to do to program my subconscious mind. I do have a vision board that hangs over my dresser with everything I want my life to look like. I had it artistically done on Upwork. Y'all heard of Upwork? I think some lady from like Lithuania or Romania or one of those places did it for 300 bucks. It looks like a Disney map. When you, when you go to Disney, you see all those like rides and attractions look like they're popping off the, the screen. I saw one of those. I'm like, man, that'd be a cool life to have. So I took that, said, I want this here, that here, this here. Did that two and a half years ago. Ironically, the next year we built a house that happens to look not intentionally, almost exactly like the house on there. The pool runs perpendicular. We built our pool perpendicular. The pool guy's like, we've never done this before. I'm like, this is what I want. And I didn't really consciously do it. I mean, I'm sure there's a little bit of like ego involved in everything. But I just knew that our lot laid out better if we put the pool perpendicular on the right side. And then I look at the division board, I'm like, wow, the pool is perpendicular on the right side. So that's how I program my subconscious. Another question. Any other questions? Yes, sir. Go abundance. Yeah, so, so go abundance is an entrepreneurial mastermind for men and women. How many of you were in a fraternity growing up? Or a sorority? I should have said both. Okay. How many of you became like your fraternity brothers or your sorority sisters? You kind of all take on that same identity, right? GoBundance is the exact same. The people you spend the most time with is who you will become. The other thing about GoBundance is, is as we navigate life, as we elevate, as we go from that pigeon to that eagle, there's going to be obstacles that come in our way that we don't know how to tackle. We don't know how to handle. If you can look at, you know, the quote unquote gray hair in the room and go, you at one point were worth 2 million. Now you're worth 200 million. What did you do when you went from two to 10? And they went, I had a will. I had a trust. And this is how I thought about taxes. Now I can navigate that without any of the obstacles, any of the roadblocks they have. So GoBundance empowers people to be able to connect, collaborate, extract information from one another, pour into each other, and help them achieve the life they set out to achieve. Peer-to-peer -peer conversations. The networking you guys have out here is exactly the most powerful thing you can be doing.
but just don't talk about the basketball game or the beer you drank. Talk about what did you do when you went from one employee to two, two to three, three to five, five to 15. When did you go from a PEO to internal payroll services? Right, those are the things we're able to discuss. One more. Yes, sir. Okay, so are we talking family like my mom and my dad or family as in my wife and my children? Okay, so the one thing I do is mom and dad, like, love you guys to death, but this is the life I've got. For the first couple of years, it was like you're in the trunk. Now they're like, I'm co-signing on their house with them. Like, it's okay, they get it. They understand now. They don't question me. Wife and children, I sit down with my wife every single year and I look at all the gardens of my life, spiritual, health, relationships, travel, adventure, peer, tribe. And I say, what's one goal for each of these in your life? And I don't sit down with her and go, tell me your goals. We'll be watching one of her stupid gossip girl shows. And I'll be like, what do you want to do next year for travel? God, I really like to go to the Northern Lights. I'm like, okay, my goal is now to go to the Northern Lights. And if I can show her that the life I'm living helps her achieve her goals without putting the pressure on her of you have to have goals, you have to be along this mission with me, you have to come, you have to come, it feels great to her. And my wife and kids will spend two months this summer in Wisconsin with my parents and her parents. Four-year-old, two-year-old, my wife. I'll go back and forth. I'll work weeks in Austin. I'll fly on the weekends to Wisconsin. It is a pain in the ass for me, but it's important to her. So I sacrifice myself to make sure she's able to do what she wants. When I get home every single night, the first hour I'm home, I leave my phone in the glove box of the car. How many of you have the phone in the hand when you walk in the house? The worst thing you can do is how many of you are on the phone when you walk in the house? All that tells your wife and your children is this phone call is more important than you. If you do that, I promise you, you will be met with resistance every single day. So I make it an intentional point. Get home, put my phone in the glove box, go inside, never on a phone call. My wife, I found out the other day, has this find my phone on my phone. I didn't know about this. She texts me and says, why are you circling the neighborhood? I was like, dang. I was like, how do you know? And so then she told me when I got home and she said, well, why were you circling the neighborhood? I said, I was on a call. I had to finish that call. I knew you guys were outside playing because it's a beautiful day and I didn't want to pull into the driveway and have the kids see me sit in the car yelling for me to come out and I'm sitting in the car having to talk. She's like, wow, that's really cool. So you just got to be intentional about what you do and you've got to tell people why you're doing it. I failed at giving you guys time back. I apologize. I hope you all have a great rest of your conference. Thank you for your time. Guys, thanks for listening into the show. I really learned a, a lot from this speech i loved it if you guys want to again find out more about partnering with us reach out to us at nighthawkequity.com or you can email us at info at nighthawkequity.com to see how you can get involved with some passive investments with that thanks for tuning in we'll catch you guys next time thanks for listening Take the next step toward financial freedom by checking out our Freedom Vault, where you can find free resources to help you with apartment building investing. Whether you're an active investor just starting out or looking to scale your syndication business or looking to invest passively, head over to themichaelblanc.com vault to gain access to our Freedom Vault.